Welcome to a new episode of Crazy Train with me, Jasmine St. Clair. I hope everyone's enjoying the ride so far and the guests that I've been bringing on. Before I get to my next one, because um, actually when I interviewed her, she was feeling kind of sick. So that brings me to this Silver Wings Collodial Silver Herbal Tincture Spray. It's amazing, by the way. So I know everyone's like, why do you keep pushing this product? It's amazing. Silver Wings Collodial Silver Herbal Tincture Spray is amazing. The tincture spray has oil of oregano and echinacea with golden seal and 150 ppm of um, silver collodial, which is amazing. Mm. It doesn't taste too bad, but I'll say one thing. Everyone else in my acting class, they're all sick. I'm totally fine, though, because I've been on this religiously for the past week. Anywho, I know that I bring on a lot of guests that not everybody knows who they are. And then there are a lot of you guys out there who know who these girls are, which tells me a lot about what you do with your recreational time. So without further ado, I'd like to bring on my next guest, who is a natural beauty who just returned back to the adult film business, Miss Sophia Locke. Yeah. But you're asking about the AVN story. So you left the business briefly. And by the way, has anyone ever told you that you look a little bit like Drea De Matteo from The Sopranos? <laughs> oh, I haven't heard her. No, that's a new one. I like that though. I'll take it for sure. <laughs> what who people said that Jessica um, Rabbit? I get, I love Jessica Rabbit. I get that every so often. Um, I've gotten the Red Queen from Game of Thrones. I think I have like a similar jaw. I've gotten Kate Blanchett, especially in like Lord of the Rings. People say I look like her. Um, yeah, and they're always like nice looking people. So I'm like, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it could be worse. Like someone could tell you, you look like OJ Simpson. No, actually like, I don't know, like one of the freaking Kardashians or something like that's an insult. When someone says that, it's like saying your face looks like the inside of a used condom and that I'm not cool with. So you've been absent for five years in the adult film business. Did you miss it? <laughs> I did. Um, I thought I was pretty happy, but everything was so stagnant in my life during that time. Um, and I had no drive or really motivation. And then all the people I was around, I was in real estate, were pretty religious and pretty, um, like, they didn't like to talk about really sexual things. So I felt like I had to hold a part of myself back for years. And I didn't realize how much I missed the adult industry until I got back in and realized I was around my people. I could be fully myself. Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I, I regret leaving for sure. Wait a second. You were doing real estate. I'm sure any guy with a pulse that doesn't have a vagina yet, but has a pulse and a penis would be more than happy to talk sexual things with you. Who's going to buy a house from you? Were you renting? Were you selling? And do you want to get back into that? I have no desire to get back into it. I actually did kind of a full pendulum swing to kind of a more conservative look. I wanted to, after seven years of being in the industry, I did kind of want people to see me for something else first. Maybe my intelligence first, maybe my... Um, uh knowledge of real estate before they were like oh you know you have a, a pussy and you've done sex work so i was really quiet about it no one knew that i did sex work um so i i wore like button up you know <laughs> i was really careful uh, about it i didn't want to project that image um so i yeah i'm sure they would have loved to talk to me about it but i was pretty careful yeah i can imagine but i mean 
it's crazy because no matter how you dress, like when I was taking improv classes a few years ago, um, like I always went dressed down as much as possible, just like t-shirts and stuff like that. And eventually some kid came up to me during an intermission. Hey, Jasmine. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I was using right. my real name. I'm like, well, how do you know? He's like, well, I was wrestling before and you wrestled in my town and I was working security. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what you know me from. And later on, they learn shit about you. They're always going to look things up because you don't look normal. You do get that. Not in a bad way, by the way. (laughs) You look very, you look different. Um, So that's always a good thing. Now, yeah, now I don't mind if people look me up. I'm very open that I do adult film. I'm I'm excited to be open about it now that I was I was so reserved about it before. Um, but I just I haven't really had anybody recognize me in person, like pretty much ever. I think there was one time in Seattle when I lived there, and he said, "You look familiar," and I got to say what I've always wanted to say, which is, "Oh, do you watch a lot of porn?" <laughs> uh-huh. And what did he say? Did he probably? He said, "He said, wait a second." Rob Piper and I was like, yeah, yeah, I did a Bang Bros with him, and so he recognized me from 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 that one. Um, but other than that, I just I don't think people put two and two together, uh, or at least they don't tell me they do. So I just kind of go along and assume nobody knows. You know, they're not always going to tell you when they do put two and two together, and it's funny when you especially like confront a guy on that because they sort of sort of they start shrinking like as small as their penises do sometimes it just kind of goes down like oh my god she busted me yeah I just busted you and it's kind of a fun feeling I guess you know it gives you it's very empowering in a way so what did you do in the five years out of the business and then I want to ask you about coming back into it after so besides real estate was there anything else you found yourself doing that you maybe didn't do prior to that aside from not having sex or being a virgin um, <laughs> on camera yeah um yeah I guess I had plenty of sex with my partner and we dated women together too so we did that kind of in our private lives um but I did I I pursued my music stuff which I had done before I went to to school for vocal performance and so I had always kind of done jazz singing and, and I joined like a couple of tribute bands and things like that so I I definitely focused on music um and then I got kind of into making miniatures too <laughs> I love little like tiny things and so especially during COVID there was nothing else to do so I started doing those little kits where you can make make those so wait um, what yeah. were you making backtrack miniature what like the dollhouses because I love those yeah. yeah they have these online kits where it's like you you like glue it all together and you make these tiny tiny things it's it's like when you see a baby or a kitten or a puppy I feel that way about miniatures where I'm just like oh I just love it so much so it was really fun to do that too so you said you did singing and that's, are you Scorpio by any chance or a Libra or what's your, Aries. what do you? Aries. Okay. So you're creative, obviously. So yes. Okay. So that's interesting. You did singing. Now tell me a little bit about that because that's pretty, I've never met an adult film star or an ex adult, except for Midori because she was an amazing singer as well. So you, have you done it professionally? Do you put, were you putting CDs out or like music online? Um, well, I mean, I've gotten paid for it in bands and things like that. I've done lots of gigs and, and those kind of things. But yeah, it was just from elementary school on always choirs. And then, you know, in college, I went to school for that. Um, so it's something where uh, I just love it. It's I, I imagine it's probably related to how much I love performing in adult stuff, too, is that you have that performance. You want to be on stage 
you want to be watched. Um, you want to affect people in some way. For singing, it's emotionally. Um, for sex work, obviously, it's affecting them in a different way. Um, but I do. I, I really get a thrill out of out of performing. Um, and then now that I just moved to Vegas from Austin, I had started a group in Austin, but then ended up moving. Um, I'm looking to start something here, maybe do like a big band swing sort of thing or jazz combos. Um, yeah, and it's the kind of thing where I don't really care if I ever make money, a lot of money at it. It's just a passion of mine that I didn't really share a lot the last time I was in the adult industry. I was really um, quiet about it because it was so close to my heart. I didn't let people know. But now I like, I'll post my singing on TikTok and things like that. And people have been really receptive. It's been really nice. That's so important to have something just personal to you because I've had my whole thing with vintage jewelry and like miniature dollhouses. Oh, cool. oh, I love miniature. I was like, I could just buy them and not have like anything to really do with them except stare at them. Okay, I'll do it one day. Yeah, it's the same thing. But then it reminds me of, um, I went on Instagram and I saw this thing called miniature homes. Have you seen those? Like you could actually, oh, you got to go. It's tiny, brilliant houses. Oh my God. So you could buy one of those things for like 10 grand or 12 grand, 20 grand. And you put it up in actual, like if you have own a piece of property, obviously, or land, and then you just construct these homes, you know, cause I had this thing with architectural digest when I was a kid, I have no idea why. I grew up in a city, but maybe it's like one of those things you want a home cause you're in a city. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been to the therapist in like a while. Um, yeah, I don't really care about the therapists and so forth. Uh, so now AVN. Now I got to tell you, back in the '90s, when you were a contract girl, your job was to spend as much of the company's money as possible. Like there were parties, people were dressing up. Um, it was a really wild time. Now, prior to you leaving the business, now you're back. Do you see any differences whatsoever? And how excited are you for AVN now? Um, I did, when I was in the industry before, I did primarily webcam work. And so I did that for seven years. There was about a year and a half in there where I did uh, like the pro shoots as well. But most of my things were with the camming world. I ran events for the camming industry um, that were in Vegas and then culminated in kind of an AVN after party uh, that I helped too. So back then it was really fun. I mostly knew the, the webcam world. I had worked with a couple people um, on pro shoots, but this time around, now that I've done more of the mainstream shoots, um, it'll be really fun just knowing a lot of people from that world as well. Just having like had sex with a lot of them. It should be fun to see them. And um, uh, yeah, just networking wise, I, I think it'll be really exciting. Um, and I've also, I guess the other thing that I've heard is different is that people are more uh, careful about consent and things on set. Um, I didn't really have any issues back then, but I mostly worked for kink.com and they were fantastic with consent. I never, I never had any issues there, but what I've heard is that now people are almost like overcorrecting with, are you okay? Is everything okay? Please don't say anything bad on Twitter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I'd, I'd honestly rather have the overcorrection than to feel like, you know, than to feel like taken advantage of or pushed in any way. Um, which also might be my age too. People might not be trying to push me because I'm like 37 now and I feel like it's pretty obvious that I won't do anything I don't want to do. <laughs> so it's just yeah. my personal experience, you know? Yeah, but no one's going to mess with you. I mean, you have like your tattoos are gorgeous. For the most part, you don't mess with a woman that's got a bunch of tattoos. Is a redhead, is your hair looks red. 
and yeah. kind of might have a raspy voice. Oil of oregano, by the way, if you gargle, we'll get rid of that. But um, I don't know how to. Yeah, I'm totally telling you. It's just it's a different world now with adult because I think a lot of people go between this line of clumsy flirting versus actually like sexual assault. And some people don't get it. Like back in that era, people grab your ass. It's no big deal. You know, whatever. I, I just didn't care. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't consider it harassment. Are there any specific male performers that you want to work with now? Like Seth Gamble or anyone or anyone you wish you worked with that was a male performer before? Um, yeah, there are a bunch of them that are super hot. Obviously, I'd, I'd love to work with them. Seth Gamble would be great. Uh, oh, God. I, I start na like naming people. Um, Brian Driller is so hot. I mean, there, there's a bunch of them that I would love to work with. And then I have worked with that are great. Um, it is funny, though, because I do a lot of stepmom roles. So I work with these 20-year-old performers, which is totally fine. I'm totally about it. Uh, but it is nice when I have somebody my own age. <laughs> what, the guys are 20? Yeah. And oh, the that's fine. Too. No, that's age appropriate. What are you talking about? Like, Sethi, he's good looking, but he's too old. He's like 35. What do you want with that? <laughs> you tell me he's too old. No. <laughs> no, um, no, it's funny. I did Kenzie Taylor's podcast, uh, his, uh, his wife's podcast, and she was just a, a doll. She's amazing. So I just, I know there are some really, really good people in this industry. I've been really lucky. Um, I, I just haven't had any horrible experiences. I, there are those kind of things that are a little like clumsy, flirty, like you say, like this kind of, you know, people are being kind of sexual or kind of, and, and none of it really crosses a boundary or things that are kind of annoying. But beyond that, I haven't experienced any like sexual assault things or anything. It's just people have been pretty respectful. So, I mean, more so than in my vanilla jobs where, you know, you have a boss who's all touchy with you and you can't say anything. So I don't know. It's, it's awesome being in this industry, I think. Yeah, I haven't like, it's just funny because I wasn't like, I haven't really spoken to people in the business in so many years. And then I started doing the podcast and you reconnect with like Brittany Andrews or, you know, Lisa Ann and all these other girls. And then Mr. Marcus, who's a complete charm. He's a charmer, complete <laughs> doll. I love him. He's so great. And then you just, you know, kind of like brings you back to that whole time of like when these shows were different and like when you, you thought you'd seen it all. And now you have this whole wave of like alt erotica, um, like yeah. Misha Montana, the things they do, girls like Darcy Diamond. Are you going to go that route at all ever? You think like with the piercings or more tattoos or getting your tongue split? <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably wow. that um, I had a lot of piercings at one point and I've taken everything out. I have the one sleeve. Um, I, I want to stay as marketable as possible, especially for the stepmom things. And I just don't have a desire to get super pierced or super um, uh, like extra tattooed. I really like this one piece and I'm happy with it. Um, I started out and my personal interests are in BDSM. So I'm happy to do the really kinky stuff. I've done some crazy shit with that. Um, so I'll go extreme, but I guess with my look, I want to kind of stay as like natural uh, as possible, but I'm very attracted to it. I'll have sex with people who look like that for sure. <laughs> wow. That, see, that's, a, that's the right attitude. That's a way better <laughs> attitude than I ever had. It's like, ill, really? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. What really? else? <laughs> yeah. No, my, my term was, what was it? What ups? What ups? Okay. What yeah. Ups. What ups? yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you like, you've seen it, like you've seen it all in that era till now. And I know that when I left the business, so you, there are a few girls with tattoos. Janine was the first one to get the full sleeve and then Tara Patrick. So that's what it reminds me of just the whole one sleeve thing, which is amazing. I think it's great. 
So are you from Long Beach originally? Is that what I read? Okay, yeah. So I did screw up your intro. Thank God. <laughs> Why did you go to Austin? Like what was in Austin? I know it's a big music town, by the way, but. Um, I went for a guy. I so I had broken up with the our that relationship ended. The one that I left the the business for for five years. I got back in, and then like a month later, I fell head over heels in love with a gentleman from Austin. He also did adult work part time too. So I figured like this will work out. And then I moved to Austin for him, and then that that didn't end up working out unfortunately. So that's why I moved back to Vegas. Um, but Austin's a great town. The food's great. The music's great. The musicians there. I mean excuse me, we're just fantastic. So, um, but it just didn't make sense from a work perspective. Like I'd rather be in Vegas. It's a quick jump to LA. Um, there are so many performers here now, so many companies here now. So I went for a guy, um, but now I'm, I'm very determined to be single and to focus on my career because it just, no matter what, it complicates things. It just does. Um, and so I'm, I'm feeling very grateful to have the second chance at this business that I didn't know if I'd have or not. And I just want to go as far as I can with it. It's porn. Everyone always has a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance and a fifth chance and a sixth chance. Maybe, I, I don't know about a seventh chance, but I've never, um, like I left, but I never came back. I've never known, like, what does that feel like to leave and actually come back? Does it mess with you emotionally? Like, does it make you feel any specific way? Like, hey, uh, you know, I couldn't leave and come back or I couldn't do, I mean, obviously you could do other things. I just like, I don't know. What's it like to leave and just come back? What goes through your mind usually? It was incredible. I, I was nervous about coming back. I guess not that nervous because I was still doing real estate. I was doing great in real estate. I didn't need the money. It wasn't about that. I just missed it. I missed the exhibitionism. I missed um, the community, especially of women too. Um, and so I thought, I'll just throw some nudes up there. I'll, I had the same stage name. So I was like, I'll keep the same branding. If anyone remembers me, that'd be great, but I'm not expecting anything from it. Maybe just a little side money. OnlyFans hadn't existed before. So I was like, I'll try out this OnlyFans thing, but I had no expectations. And so to have people um, remember me, my old cam community guys remembered me, the models remembered me. It was such a wonderful feel. I felt like I was coming back home. It was, it's where I belong. It's what I need to be doing. It's, it was fantastic. So do you ever come back? <laughs> no, I mean, cause I, okay. I'll tell you my only experience and some people listening know about this experience. So around the time when webcams were first coming out in the nineties, um, Hustler used me as a guinea pig for their first webcam girl. Let me tell you exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I like clocked out, like within five minutes, I was cursing people off and getting into arguments. Cause I don't want to do things. And some guy asked me to stick something somewhere. I'm like, why don't you go stick it up your ass, bitch? Like I was doing that. So the guy who was operating the webcam thing, he could tell it wasn't going very positive, I guess. So we just left and we went to have steaks and drinks at, um, the strip club called fantasy Island. It's no longer here in Los Angeles. So I don't know how you girls have the patience for it. It's a different era. How do you even have the patience for that? For And I'm not bashing fans. It's just, guys, come on. Some people, you know, I just don't have the patience for it. Then again, I don't have the patience for like a little kid. For a cat, I do. Like a little kitten, yes, but not like little kids or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, it was, for me with camming, it was about running things the way that I wanted to run them. And if you didn't like it, you could get the fuck out. So it was that. It was, it was like, it was doing that, but doing it on a site where the traffic was really good and you had really 
like good, intelligent people coming in. And I got really lucky. It was my free cams had that at the time. They just had, they didn't have the traffic where it was coming in just like barking orders at you or, you know, there wasn't really a language barrier was a lot of it, which was nice too. So I got lucky that I was able to build a community when webcamming was still relatively new. So anything you did, people kind of hadn't seen before. There weren't games, there weren't raffles, all of that was in its infancy. So being able to do that and commanding your room and saying, like, if you want to be here, this is how it's going to run. And I'm not doing anything I don't want to do. And I, I carried that into, you know, the pro side too. Like, I don't do things I don't want to do. And maybe I could make more money, but it does mean that everyone watching me knows that I'm enjoying myself. And I think that authenticity um, contributes to my brand. And I, I like sticking with that. And then I don't do anything I don't want to fucking do. It's great. <laughs> You're like way better than I am in that respect. Cause I just... I lost my shit. I'm like, okay, just not for me. But hey, the steak dinner was good. And I had like half naked girls walking around. My The guy who was doing the web thing, he the operating the webcam and everything. He got all these dances. I just sat there. I had my steak. I had drinks and I was good. But I, it's the easiest thing, right? Now with OnlyFans, I have the page. I'm not going to do anything with it. What do you think of OnlyFans in general? Do you think it's really pulled away a lot of income from a lot of adult film stars or webcam girls? Uh-huh. I think I, I think there are a couple ways to look at it. I think overall it's a really good thing because with it being kind of normalized in society, I think that takes away the stigma of adult work, at least chips away at it a little bit, which I think is really important. Um, I do think it means that the market is saturated with anyone that can call themselves a content creator, which leads to kind of more predatory, especially men um, saying, well, oh, you know, I, I do this, I do what you do, just come to my house and and, uh, don't worry about testing. I think that has been kind of a problem with it. I think overall, it's a good thing. Um, and I think that if, you know, right now we're in a moratorium again. And so at least people can work solo and sell their own things without having to maintain an entire website on their own. So. Oh, uh, well, sorry about that. Well, you just said there, what happened is, a, was there a scare? Like what happened this time? Yeah, it's a lot of, it's a chlamydia and gonorrhea, mostly chlamydia outbreak. And so it's so frustrating because it can't get out of the pool. And I don't know why, I don't know if it's from people working with, you know, content creators that aren't testing or there's no, because there's just no oversight on that side of it. Um, at least with a pro shoot, you have hopefully your agent telling you you need to get tested. You have a director checking through pass, hopefully. And then you have on set, you can check each other's tests. Um, but for some reason, things just keep happening. And so I think it was about time to do that, especially before AVNs. So it's a week long moratorium and then everyone needs to do, uh, like a, a P test, a chlamydia test in seven days. Only a week. Cause when we had all these scares back in the nineties, we had like, I was at the height of that Mark Wallace scare and I never worked with him. Um, but I do was remember- that Huh? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, those were those HIV scares in the 90s. It was Mark Wallace. I forgot who the other one was, John Stagliano. Yeah. Um, I would like I would I I wasn't working as much as anyone, but I was I wasn't I never worked with um either of them either. But I do remember we had like a month long of uh moratorium or yeah, because that's serious stuff. I don't know how serious they're taking uh the testing process in the content creating and the OnlyFans, but I think that people have to start looking at it a little bit more serious because I heard a story like this from a different girl in Canada. This is all the way in Canada and it's something else. So I don't know if they're girls, not yourself, but there might be some people going in and working with others that are professionals. And then on the outside, I don't know what the hell they're doing, but the thing is 
it's selfish if you're doing shit that is costing people a money and be their health. So yeah. whatever it is, close your fucking legs. If the other person doesn't have a goddamn test. And if you don't have a test guys, go get one. It's that simple, you know? Yeah. And I just, this is horrible. I'm so sorry. That's happening now a week. Yeah. yeah. It's frustrating. It's frustrating because you know, you can check all the tests. You can just be doing pro shooting and you can still catch something because somebody else was, was irresponsible down the line, you know, it's so hard to be able to check it if there's no oversight in the outside. So hopefully this kind of gives a reality check to people because you're right. It's like, it's your health. It's your coworkers health. It's your job. And if you're relying on shoots, you know, I've, I've heard of people this, you know, they've had five shoots canceled this week because of this moratorium and that's, that's income. And if you're being responsible, it's really frustrating that other people aren't. So hopefully this resets some things and uh, people will be a little more careful. Well, for girls, it might be easier to make money on OnlyFans during a moratorium than guys, right? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> unless, unless, yeah, definitely. Unless men are catering to other men, you know, then they can do jerk off videos and things like that. Um, but yeah, for women, thank God you have so many different pots to pull from. You know, it's like you have OnlyFans, you have pro shooting, you have you know, whatever. It's It's really nice. Sorry, I was harsh when I said that, but it just bothers me when people are so frivolous when it comes to everyone's health. And you're saying one person might've had five shoots canceled. Let's say that was 300 bucks a shoot, hypothetically. That could have been the person's rent or like Christmas money for the season. And people don't wanna be shorthanded like this season. So, or any season for that matter. At least yeah. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's frustrating. So now you're in Vegas and what do you think, what do you see in store for yourself now? Not that you could see the future, but what is your exact dream life? I would say, um, I just want to be working as much as possible. I'd like to work with, uh, the companies that are doing really exciting things, especially kind of the more cinematic, uh, more acting driven things. Um, I know you do the acting stuff. I, I have been thinking about taking acting classes because I was surprised by how much I liked doing that on shoots. Um, I, you know, I know it's just porn, but I do really enjoy it. And I, I feel like that's a really fun part of it. So doing the kind of more cinematic things, um, I will say that kind of an overall goal for me since um, I lost my relationship with my mom because I do this for a living. And so even though I can't really get that back, the idea that I can um, help educate uh, the general population through TikTok or wherever you can have that kind of reach about what this actually is like. And it's not this demonic, horrific thing. It's actually really normal people that are just maybe think of sex in a different way than, than you do, you know? Um, if I can reach more people in, and help kind of humanize the industry a little bit more, that's my ultimate goal because it, it, that feels healing to me that like I can't reach my mom, but I've had women my mom's age on TikTok say, hey, I hadn't really thought of it this way before. You've opened up my eyes. You know, maybe they won't be as upset about their children doing something like this. So that's kind of my overall goal. But in general, I just, I want to be working as much as possible. I want to be out there as much as possible. I want as many people to see me and masturbate to me as much as possible. <laughs> well, no, that's lovely. That That's, hey, you know, that's all reachable. And I grew up in theater, so I was taking theater at a really young age. So that's why I always stayed with theatrics, like wrestling, pro wrestling, um, everything else there is. So you should, if you want to take classes, you should just totally take classes and just go for it. You never know where you end up with it. And as far as the mom, like I've got mommy issues too, but this is it's just one of those things you don't, <laughs> you don't tell them these things. 
But the way my mom found out was my cousin saw me on Springer. <laughs> and yeah, of course, and said something. Then she called me a few weeks ago when she saw this thing on Vice, Dark Side of the 90s, and poof, there I was. So yeah, exactly. But then you, this is the, other thing, the other thing you can say is, hey, that was a character I was playing. It's not really me. And that's the only other way you could, you know, bypass these things. But I'm sorry you lost the relationship with your mom. What's dating like for you? You said you have a partner. Um, well, I did, but it didn't work out. So that's why I'm in Austin and I'm single now. I am not going to be dating. I have no interest. The, the last time I was single, the men, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sick. Um, the men on dating apps were so reckless about testing and protection. I got slut shamed for, for mentioning that I would need them to use a condom twice in a row with people I hadn't even met yet. So I just, I have no interest. I'll stay within the performer pool um, if I need to have my needs met <laughs> off camera, which I do, you know, like on camera sex is so different. Um, but uh, yeah, I have no interest in dating. I, like I said before, it just, if you're in a relationship and you're in porn, whether they're in it or not, it does complicate things. You do have to compromise in some ways. Um, and I just don't want to compromise right now. I want all of my energy uh, like toward this career. And you know, that's usually when you'll probably meet someone and it doesn't really work if it's too, I've never seen it work very seldom actually. Have I seen it work where it's both people in the business like Seth and his wife and a few other people, right? That's that, but they're a different story. Um, you know, Valentino Bellucci, like that, like you see that work there. But for the most part, even if one person is in and one person is out, hon, you're dating a civilian. They're not going to get this half the time. They're really not going to understand it. And a dating app, I just, I got my own thoughts on that. I've been thrown off so many dating apps before. Um, the last time I was thrown off a dating app, I think it was during the pandemic. And it said, if you have a man bun and you ride scooters, swipe left because I already have a vagina. So, but it's true, right? Then, yeah. Then where I where I am, it's like super, it's like really um, people I think are really dumb and lack common sense in Santa Monica. So then the other thing I said, if you're an ultra liberal, please definitely swipe left. Once again, I've got a vagina. So it's just things like that. They usually kick you off of dating apps for saying things like that. I assumed you were kicked off because people thought you were catfishing. Because you are who you say you are, you know? No, I was really obnoxious. You know, if you have small kids, I don't like small kids. I mean, this is the stuff, but you're they're asking you for honesty, right? On these dating apps. Maybe I have to just have my own dating app where it's like you welcome obnoxious and you welcome as much openness. Has anyone even recognized you on a dating app? Because you have a distinct look. No. no? No, but I also I also haven't been on one since doing, like since coming back in. So I think, you know, now that I've done maybe, I don't know, 40 or so scenes since coming back in, I would assume now maybe people might recognize me, but I'm not touching those hats. Oh my God. Yeah, you, know. you don't need to do that. Trust me. It's, you have no problem meeting people. Um, so you have everything ahead of you. Do you do feature dancing at all? Do they even, is that a thing anymore? Feature dancing? It is. I know that girls do, like they'll go to cities and dance. I, I, uh, Anything in person is just not my jam. Like I totally support the women that do, but um, I I would just embarrass myself dancing. I know that for sure. 
but um, I, I'm excited to go to like the conventions, the expos and meet people there. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't do any in-person services and I don't really do any stripping or dancing like that. Um, more power to the girl. That's a tough fucking job. Good for them. But it's just not my, not my cup of tea. It's tough. Cause like you're on the stage by yourself, but I don't really think people are paying attention to if you can dance or not. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Now I thought of you when you said Austin, I thought of something you said, I was watching the killing fields. Have you seen that show yet on Netflix? <laughs> oh my God. It's like, it's in, it took place in Galveston and Houston and maybe some parts of Austin, but it's these girls that were just murdered throughout the seventies and eighties. And the cops there were like, so sloppy they never like found the murderer and they're like people pointing out like who the person could be but they were just like so lazy i'm like they can't i mean it's texas they're not supposed to mess with texas for crying out loud and just yeah. it was horrible just terrible i know i've taken this for like a whole twist now um so <laughs> if people want to buy things or like they want to look at your photos and ooh you where can they go and where can they meet you first of all like where do people find all these things out um, OnlyFans is probably the best spot. Um, and then I'll be at the AEE, the Adult Entertainment Expo, and also XBiz uh, in January, and that's Vegas and then LA. Um, and I'd like to go to other conventions too. I really like being able to meet people. I love doing that when I was in the industry before. Um, so that's probably the best. And if anyone sees me out, like feel free to say hi. I would love that. That would be great. Um, yeah, those are probably the best options. You know, one of these days I'm going to smash every single part of like technology and figure out my own way to do things. Um, sorry about that. You're good. Have you ever been to Exotica? It seems like a lot of people go to the Exotica conventions. I haven't. I'm curious about it though. What is your experience with it? I was there once and only once. Um, I don't think I'd be the perfect person to go back. You're already laughing because you know something crazy must have happened. I, I, I already um, know how you were on cam, so yes. Uh, this is nothing. Yeah, so I was fine signing. Like, I'm fine signing things for people. That's not a problem. I'm very good with fans, 100%. Um, I could do any wrestling convention. Anywhere you send me, I'm fine. Yeah. But then you have a certain grade of girls lurking around showing their tits and even when I was in the business I wasn't at boots like flashing my tits and they're taking photos for free I mean come on then after that you have the after parties and that's where it was a little bit scary and I had a friend of mine um at the only exotica I was at he was a hell's angel and um some guy was talking to me and he said to my friend oh let me guess you're here to protect her he's like no I actually am here to protect you from her because she really just doesn't want to trust me just don't talk to her and ask her stupid things. And it, this was at an after party and it was a guy being dumb and he was like drunk, stupid, like spitting. So you'll have fun though. I think you'll, I think you'll do well. You'll sign probably at a booth. And when you sign at a booth, you just, as long as you keep in your zone, you probably meet a lot of people that want to see you. Right. And um, you probably have people to shoot with there as well. So it's probably, it's a good opportunity for, um, for you. They just had one in DC. It's Florida. Um, Chicago, New York. If I were to ever go to one, I wouldn't, I would just be there for like an hour and it would just to be, to push my podcast, but that's it. Then I'm not staying for any after party. Yeah. Then I'll need bail money. <laughs> I'll be calling you got bail money. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Now you're, I mean, are your boobs natural? No, no. I got them done uh, a little bit over a year ago. I actually got them done before getting back in the industry. It just happened to be like the right timing. 
that like I, I got them done. My partner and I broke up and then I was like, well, I've already got my revenge body. I might as well like, you know, show it off, I guess. So yeah, I got them done like a little bit over a year ago. I see. What were you going to say before? Cause then I asked about your tits. I got distracted. Oh, that's fine. They're distracting. It makes sense. Um, uh, I, uh, I was saying, that I was, I'll be signing at the 101 modeling booth because I'm with them and I haven't like I, I was with like a camming booth before but I haven't been with an agency booth so it should be really fun and I'm looking forward to the after parties I'm just curious to see how it'll go um, but yeah there's tons of opportunities to shoot outside of that and now that I live in Vegas I have a location too so it'll be easy I'll make some money yeah I think there's a lot more opportunity for girls to you know actually own their stuff on own their content and make money off of their own content, their names and whatever they want to put out there. And it's a great way to have control over yourselves now, which is important. Yeah. Because when you were, when you were working, I imagine it was all like through companies and through contracts. And so you probably didn't own a lot of your own image or material. I wish I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what I do is I just pull things off the internet um, I have a habit of doing that and I'll just keep it. And if I decide to make a trading card and someone wants to fight me on it, I'll be like, what are you going to do? Seriously? That's my photo. And so what if I signed away the rights? It's kind of an arrogant thing, but still, you know, it's just, it's, it's just the way the world. Then we had the websites that came up, paid websites. You have a paid site or I think with paid sites, it's only fans. It's the same thing almost. I don't know. Yeah. Only fans or many vids. That's another one where you can just post content and then you're making a percentage of it, which is great because I don't want to, I don't, I had my own website before and I just wasn't great with it. So I'd rather have somebody else do all of the work and then I have the people there and then I make, you know, 80% or whatever. I'm happy with that. Now, here's a question. I know that you mentioned something before about being sober and don't take this the wrong way at all. I'm just asking because I, I've, you know, I have friends that are in programs. I've been to meetings before. <laughs> Has anyone ever recognized you at a meeting? So I never actually went to any meetings with my sobriety. So I was really fortunate. I don't have a physiological addiction to like alcohol, but alcohol is what I just don't do anymore. I just don't drink. Um, I just, once I started, I would like drink all of the things. And then I did some things I wouldn't have done sober. Like, so I just decided it was not for me, um, but I don't have that like everyday desire to drink, luckily. So I never uh, needed to go to anything. I just, it was like a light switch. I just decided I was done. And then I'm coming up on seven years in April. So um, yeah, I've never, I've never gone to any meetings and I haven't been recognized for that. Uh, but I'm, I'm always happy to talk about it because 90% of the time I was great when I drank, but that 10%, like, ooh, like I would just wake up and like not know where I was and it just wasn't good for me. So it was a good decision. Yeah. I hear all the stories um like you hear the stories at meetings and then I've been to I've been in and out of Al-Anon for eight years now and wow. it's really scary going into Al-Anon because I go there you know for being on the receiving side of things and um I think like yeah one like someone recognized me there before but there are guys that go in there to like pick up on girls and girls no. to be guys yeah it's like come on really <sighs> So yeah, I had a sponsor. She it was a female, but she was some kind of like a dancer from Madonna, I think. But yeah, she was really, it was an interesting dynamic with us because we were on two different ends of the tracks with things. But so we just had this happy medium of like, okay, so you're there for me to call if shit's going crazy and that's that. Okay, great. But you're also a head case. So it, um, meetings are great. I think, you know, it works for some people, it works for 
you know, it doesn't work for everyone, but I admire you for talking about that. And you don't see sex as a way of um, somehow compensating for not drinking, do you? Right. No, I don't. I, well, okay. and I never, I never drank to escape. I always use like drugs or alcohol as just like a recreational thing. It was like this fun, exciting, I feel like I chase adrenaline. And so um, in that way, I think sex work fulfills that for me of like, I'm chasing like something exciting, like something that feels like a roller coaster. Um, so I really like it for those reasons, but I don't, I don't know if that is also alongside like an addictive personality maybe, um, I'm not sure, but I, I have never used it, sex or drugs or alcohol as a way to escape something horrible in my, in my life. I feel very fortunate with that because everything is pretty great. I just, you know, want something that makes life fun. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I think it's a very interesting outlook on the next level of how you can enjoy your life. Like I like motorcycles. I ride motorcycles and that's my thing. You know, um, I'm afraid to use like drugs and stuff because I just don't know what it's going to do. I did acid when I was 16. Oh my God, what a fucking shit show. <laughs> and then at my age, I can't drink because if I drink like one or two glasses, like two glasses, I'm good. But after that, I start throwing up like someone has to hold my hair. Wow. So it's a holy hot mess. So I'd like you to tell the fans your handles again, and I'll plug them as well. Sure, I appreciate that. On Twitter, you can find me uh, at underscore Sophia Locke underscore. Um, the, my OnlyFans is the Sophia Locke, and then my TikTok is Sophia Locke underscore. So, um, or you could just Google Sophia Locke and all of that comes up. So it's pretty easy. And it's Locke with an E. And I'm glad you're on TikTok, by the way, real quick. Uh, Marcella Alonso told me that there was some really young girl who probably wasn't a sperm in her dad's ball sack when, you know, you, when we started doing porn and she's telling girls like how to monetize and be in the business. It's like, who the fuck are you? Like, you should not be talking anything. I think I even left a comment, like, who the hell are you? You stupid little twat face whore. And I just left it as that. I'm like, did I just really put that up there? I did. I had to, because you have a girl that doesn't know much about the business telling younger girls about this. And there's nothing in there about testing. There's nothing in there about STD health, like none of that is in there and nothing about like the perils of it. So I'm glad you're on TikTok, like helping people and informing them on these things, like hallelujah, a smart yeah. TikToker. I appreciate that. I have a whole video on how testing works in the adult industry because people don't even realize that we test. And so exactly how that works, the companies that are involved and like the window that we use. Um, so I, I love educating people about it and I'm, I'm happy to be on that. It's really exciting. Good. I'm glad. And hopefully you're, you'll make like a, a long tour, like a speaking tour about that. Cause I feel as though a lot of people are underinformed, and, you know, they need to know about these things. So maybe that'll be you making that difference one day. I would love to be just even a small part of it. It's, it's really wonderful. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me despite your throat. I really hope you get better. Like, thank and hopefully I get to meet you one day because you are completely adorable. And I'm sure I'll, I'll cross paths with, you some, uh, paths with you somehow. I would love that. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate yeah. it. Always. And sit tight. Thank you guys for tuning in and girls or whatever. Thanks. Are you enjoying the ride on my crazy train? Woo! Please make sure to rate and review Crazy Train Podcast. Take a screenshot, send it to me in a DM via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and I will send you a free goodie bag. Oh, and Crazy Train Podcast is now on YouTube. So subscribe, Crazy Train Podcast, that's with a K, 
on YouTube for video interviews and never heard before interviews and some really cool bonus content. Woo!